Welcome to the Eddie Hyatt Podcast. I'm your host and teacher, Eddie Hyatt. So glad to be back with you today as we continue our exciting, uh, uh, thought-provoking, and and I believe faith-building study of Paul's letter to the church at Ephesus. We are in chapter 2, and we were in verse 20 yesterday, and we have so much more to unpack from that verse, because that is a very, very powerful verse and so important and, and so widely misunderstood, especially in charismatic circles today. And in Ephesians 2, verse 20, Paul says, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Now, we pointed out yesterday where Jesus, in, in speaking to Peter, and where Paul, in his letter to Corinth, plainly tell us that Jesus Christ is the foundation of the church. There's an old hymn that says, um, uh, the, the church's one foundation. You know, I think I'm even have some some words to it here, maybe in front of me. Yeah, here's here's how I think it begins. It says the church's one foundation is Jesus Christ, her Lord. He is His new creation by water and the Word. From heaven He came and sought her to be His holy bride. With His own blood He bought her and gave. And for her life, he died. So the first line, the church's one foundation is Jesus Christ, her Lord. Don't ever forget that. And don't let anybody tell you something different concerning that. Now, today I want to talk about those two words, apostles and prophets. Uh, prophets, I am I am convinced, is, is not talking about prophets like Agabus or, you know, somebody else in the New Testament. Uh, it's talking about the Old Testament scriptures, which have as their goal the revelation of the Jewish Messiah, which we know is Jesus Christ. Now, remember, the word Old Testament did not exist at the time of the writing of the New Testament. There, there, there was no New Testament at that time. It was uh, in the process of being written. And so, when the when the New Testament writers refer to the scriptures, they're referring to the Old Testament. Now, there were about three different ways we find in the New Testament that the Old Testament is referred to. It's referred to as Moses and the prophets. It's also referred to as the law and the prophets. It is also referred to the most abbreviated form as simply the prophets. And you'll find different places in the New Testament where the Old Testament scriptures are referred to as the prophets. For example, in Luke chapter 24, verse 25, in one of his post-resurrection appearances to two, two disciples who were sad, they didn't know that Jesus was alive, and he, he appeared to them in his resurrection form as they were walking from Jerusalem to Emmaus, which was uh, about two miles. And he asked them why they were sad, and they said, well, you know, you must be new in town because everybody knows about Jesus of Nazareth. He's the one we thought was the Messiah and who would deliver Israel. But instead, he was taken by the Romans and crucified. And so Jesus then begins to talk to them, and, and he says to them, oh, and he chides them, and this is a direct quote, for being slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets I've spoken. 
In other words, they had underlined all those passages about the Messiah being a great conquering king and, uh, and, and, and him ruling in Israel and his kingdom spreading over all the earth. They had read all of those, but they had not, they'd kind of skipped over the ones that talked about a suffering Messiah, a dying Messiah. And so Jesus said to them, he chided them, and these are exact words for being slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken, which is an obvious reference to the Old Testament scriptures. In Acts 13, 20, 27, Paul says that the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem crucified the Messiah because, he says, they did not know the voices of the prophets, which are read every Sabbath day. Another obvious reference to the Old Testament. In his defense before King Agrippa, uh, Paul passionately implores, ask King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? An obvious reference again to the Old Testament scriptures. Because of its abbreviated form, the prophets became perhaps the most common way of referring to the Old Testament. Therefore, when Paul uses the word prophets in Ephesians 2.20, he is referring to the Old Testament and the Old Testament's witness of Jesus Christ. This is borne out in Romans chapter 10, verse 4, where Paul says, listen to this, he says, for Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. For Christ is the end of the law. Now, the English word end is translated from the Greek word teleos. It does not mean cessation. He is not saying that Christ is a cessation of the law. The word teleos means the goal or the destination, the reason, the purpose. And Paul says Christ is the goal or the purpose of the law <laughs> for everyone who believes. In, in other words, when Paul would go into the synagogues, this was his mode of operation. He would go into the synagogues and he would take the Old Testament scriptures and he would use the Old Testament scriptures to prove to them that Jesus was the Messiah. So the goal of the Old Testament, it's not about just laws and rules and regulations. It's about a person. It's a revelation of Jesus as the Messiah of Israel and the world. When Paul, therefore, speaks of the foundation of the prophets, he is referring to the Old Testament scriptures and their testimony of Jesus. Wow. Now, what about apostles? Well, it, 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 it's a similar thing. Acts 2.42 says that the earliest believers continued steadfastly in the Apostles' doctrine. Now, that's not the the teaching of just of any apostle. The apostles' doctrine was the teaching of the twelve who had been personal companions and eyewitnesses of Jesus and had heard his teachings, had had seen his death, had seen his resurrection. And uh, we have a New Testament canon. The New Testament canon, how it came to be, what was the criteria for the canon? Well, it had to be written 
by one of the original eyewitness apostles or one of their immediate associates. For example, the, the Gospel of Mark was not one of the twelve. However, according to very early sources, Mark, and, and we do read about Mark in, the, in the, the book of Acts, was an associate of Peter and traveled with Peter in Rome. And one early writer said that Mark, uh, he, he, when he wrote his gospel, he wrote down the things that Peter shared with him. So that's what made his gospel to be apostolic. So it had to be written by one of the original 12, by Paul or one of their immediate associates. So for something to be in the New Testament canon, it had to pass this test. It had to answer to this question uh, of whether it had been written by one of the 12 or one of their immediate associates. Now, canon, of course, uh, it refers to a measure or rule. And as such, the 27 books of the New Testament are the rule against which all succeeding teachings and revelations must be measured. Why? Because the New Testament canon contains the original apostolic proclamation and teaching. It contains the eyewitness teachings of those original companions chosen and chosen by Jesus, witnesses of his life, his ministry, his death, and resurrection. When therefore, Paul says in Ephesians 2.20, that believers are being built on the foundation of the apostles, he is referring to that original apostolic testimony and teaching that is now preserved in our New Testament. He's not referring to some modern individual that calls themselves an apostle. For heaven's sakes, no. He's referring to the built on the apostles and prophets is built upon the Old and New Testament and their witness of Jesus Christ. And you see, this puts this, this passage in agreement with what Jesus said to Peter. The revelation you have had of me. You haven't listened to yesterday's episode. Go back and listen. The revelation you have had of me as the Messiah, the Son of the living God, is the Petra, the foundation stone on which I'm going to build my church, Peter puts it right in line with what Paul said to the church in Corinth. I have laid the foundation. He was the first one to preach the gospel in Corinth. He says, I laid the foundation and somebody else builds on it. But let everybody be careful how they build for no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So, Jesus is the foundation of the church. I will build my church. You are Simon, son of Jonah. You are Peter. You are Petros, a little stone. But the revelation you've had of me is a Petra, a foundation stone. And on this stone, I am going to build my church. So this this is so important, my friends, that we understand this today and not be taken in by misguided people who think that the church is built upon modern-day people who call themselves apostles and prophets. 
what a faulty foundation that would be to be built upon mere puny human beings. But we have a solid foundation that we are building on. And that foundation is the resurrected Lord, the incarnate God of heaven, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Lord, the sovereign Lord of heaven and earth. He is the foundation stone that we proclaim and upon which we are building and upon which he said he would build his church. I'm Eddie Hyatt. This is the Eddie Hyatt Podcast. Uh, check out my website, eddiehyatt.com. Now, if you'd like to read more on this topic, I have a book. Uh, it's it's no longer on Amazon, but I still have some in stock. It's called Pursuing Power. Um, I, I'm just looking at the back here. Uh, Vincent Sinan, who's gone on to be with the Lord, but he was a very well-known uh, historian. He was the dean of the School of Divinity at Regent University. And um, he, he, he said, he, he wrote something longer. I just, I just want to uh, just read a, a, a short thing he wrote about this book. He said, he said to me, he said, thanks for another great macro history of which you are a master. Thanks for another great macro history of which you are a master. Vincent Sinan, uh, Dean of the School of Divinity, Regent University. So this is a history show uh, about how of apostolic ministry, I believe, in, I believe there are apostles and prophets throughout history and in the church today. But as I said yesterday, I'm, I'm, I'm very suspicious of anyone who goes around with that as a title in front of their name, because it's so out of sync with what Jesus uh, said to us and what we see in the New Testament. So God bless you. Check out my website, eddiehyatt.com. That book, Pursuing Power, that I was just telling you about is there in the bookstore. There's other resources there that will bless you. And I look forward to seeing you tomorrow.